Well, across New England, the snow is falling, and so are President Obama's poll numbers. Is this a permanent situation? Will it last until next November? Let's ask the Weekly Standards, Fred Barnes. Fred, thanks for your time. Glad to be here, but I think uh, the snow couldn't be falling as fast. As Obama's <laughs> it would be a true blizzard. Can I throw the number out at you that really surprised me? Yes. Uh, on the question of who's better to handle the country's main problems, President Obama mm-hmm. went from a 15-point lead to now tied with Republicans. And on the economy, Obama went from a 50, from a 26-point lead mm-hmm. down to the Republicans leading. That's in the new Washington Post uh, poll. I, that those numbers, like you said, that's not falling; that's plummeting. Yeah, no, it really it, it, they really have plummeted. Um, I've actually written about this uh, uh, the plummeting polls, and one of the surprising things about it is, uh, and they're reflected again today in this Washington Post poll, uh, that it's his numbers are falling in all categories. Now, they for a president, this doesn't usually happen. Remember, presidents uh, like Ronald Reagan, his job approval was much lower. Uh, uh, than his likability or what uh, people's impression of him was. And, right. You know, nobody trusted Bill Clinton, but they thought he was a good president. His job approval was high. But on trust, on handling the economy, on basic job approval, on strong leadership, uh, on the uh, handling the economy and so on, Obama sunk on all of them simultaneously. That is unprecedented. What number to you is the most significant? Some people argue, Fred, that the, the trust number is key because you might decide one day your plumber's doing a bad job and the next day he's doing a good job, but if you decide you just don't trust him in your house, that's very hard to repair. That is. I think the two most important ones are trust and job approval, uh, but really for different reasons uh, or, or different practical reasons. Trust, the problem with it is once it sinks and he's underwater in trust on in a number of polls, in other words, more people think, more people distrust him than right. actually trust him, uh, that is hard to recover from, as you suggested. It, it's hard to change. Uh, what do you do? Uh, uh, go out and, and and do something, and or say something, and at, at, at the other at the end of the Senate, say I'm not lying. Uh, <laughs> you should trust this. Very hard. Once your credibility goes, as it right. did with Nixon and it did with Lyndon Johnson mm-hmm. uh, and earlier presidents, it is it you're you're basically stuck. Job approval is uh, interesting for a different reason, because it correlates, it tracks with uh, how you do in a midterm election, a president, how his party does. And the lower the job approval, usually uh, the worse that party does. I mean, they've been in, in midterm elections, there have been only three times when the president's party actually gained seats. And it's usually been because the pres- there was some huge issue uh, that buttressed the president's job approval, like like 9-11 did in the 2002 midterm election, or like uh, the the New Deal and handling the Depression did for Roosevelt in 1934, or Bill Clinton in 1998. Remember, uh, uh, Democrats uh, won a few seats, four or five seats that year, and, and, and did because Clinton's job approval. People didn't trust him, but his job approval rating <laughs> was way up in the sure. 60s, as was his likability. The people had a favorable impression of him personally. Obama doesn't have any of that. He's in the hole on every possible question. Uh, so the president now is trying to uh, get reassured Democrats that his horrible numbers aren't going to sink their ship in 2014. And he keeps saying that Obamacare is doing better. 
Every single day, Fred, I wake up with a smile on my face knowing that liberal outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the L.A. Times are going to be reporting Obamacare still stinking worse. Is there, mm-hmm. is there a story that I'm missing because I'm not in D.C.? Is he convinced Democrats in D.C. that Obamacare is on the upswing? I don't think he's convinced Democrats, but he has convinced some members of the press. Look, the national press, the White House press corps, uh, the political press, mm-hmm. all uh, cringe at the idea that they're reporting on something that helps Republicans. Right. They don't want to do that. So simultaneously, you see these stories every day, mm-hmm. even in liberal papers like the New York Times and, and Washington Post, as you suggested, that show that Obamacare is not working uh, well at all and, and barely any better than it was in October and November. Uh, and, and yet, uh, uh, at the same time, the White House says so often that, well, everything's back on track now, we fixed it, and so on. And, and a lot of the press has reported that, too, as if they believe it. So, My favorite, uh, my favorite was when um, uh, Jay Carney said yesterday that talking about the lack of oversight for these uh, navigators who actually have your personal information, they, you know, it's mm-hmm. just it's, uh, identity theft waiting to happen. Talking about them is the Republicans' sabotage. And we have some of the audio here for you. Okay. Sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> he said that it was going to, it was Republicans attempting to sabotage the law. This is just you know, one I, more data I, point I in the Republican obsession with sabotaging Obamacare. All navigators must complete about 20 hours of training, including training on privacy issues. And this training is not a one time only process. Navigators have regular refresher opportunities where they can share updates, receive information, and address issues as they are in the process of helping people in their communities. So there you go. Jay Carney says you're attacking, you're, you want to, you Republicans are sabotaging the law. You know, they're one of two possibilities there. The, uh, and I've known Jay Carney for a, a long time. He's a lovely guy, actually. But he's either dumber than I thought or he's not telling the truth. <laughs> You know, it's it's one or the other. I mean, the navigators, the stories uh, like those, you see those on the front page, you know, they're right. felons, they're all these other things. They they don't know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. and they and also the most alarming one is is telling people all these corners they can cut right. in order to uh, uh, get through the process and make sure they get a bigger subsidy uh, at the end of the day than they might actually be eligible for. So. Uh, well, let me ask you something Republicans are sub, uh, sabotaging. That is the sequester deal. And you write in the uh, upcoming mm-hmm. Weekly Standard that uh, you're not happy that this that there's a new deal going through. I'm not. Look, I understand why the Republicans, and I've talked to a lot of them, uh, about why uh, they had to go along with this budget deal, because they didn't have the votes to sustain the sequester anymore, because, look, Republicans flinched. Right. The members of the Armed Services Committee, they had a pretty good case that the uh, sequester was cutting too much out of military spending. Then the members of the Appropriations Committee, they didn't. They thought, well, we can't have all this stuff being cut when it doesn't even go through our committee. You know, they were <laughs> they were all in a high dudgeon because uh, uh, the, for turf reasons. Mm-hmm. But in any case, there weren't the votes to sustain the sequester, and that's how we wound up with this budget deal. I don't I don't uh, uh, blame Paul Ryan for that. Uh, but I thought the sequester was a dream come true uh, for Republicans and conservatives and, and libertarians and so on, because spending was actually being cut. And it wasn't spending that you say, well, we're going to cut $100 million, and, and $90 million of that is, in, is 10 years off. Sure. Uh, the cuts occurred this year. Uh, I mean, they, and they were real cuts. 
And that's that's why a lot of members of Congress, even Republicans, hated the sequester. But do you think it was the smart move when you're looking towards 2014, avoiding a budget fight and focusing on Obamacare? I do. I mean, look, Obamacare is uh, is an issue that has legs because it affects everybody. You know, whether it's uh, uh, the sequester didn't affect everybody, and 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 most issues don't, but uh, this one does. Obamacare, and uh, you know, it's hopeless. I see they just named another guy to. He's going to be in charge, and but you know, there's not much he can do. You know, it, it's a they're going to have to go back and start all over again. Fred Barnes, at or this it point, will never work. At and, this point, even and it'll ruin healthcare in America. Fred Barnes, at this point, even Santa Claus could not deliver a working uh, Obamacare system. Fred, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. All right, Michael. Bye bye.